0: weekend of Saturday, December 25. Not that there's any racing on that particular day, but uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to my co-hosts, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, uh, question without notice, gentlemen, start with you, Daniel. I want uh, your best or favourite race of 2021 and your horse to watch in
1: 2022. Uh, might not surprise many, but I have to say favorite race had to be the Melbourne Cup. Um, favorite of mine, very elegant getting up and obviously, um, did quite well on the, on the punt that day with, as well as the tips of the, picking the first four, but probably that, that stands out. But there was plenty of, um, highlights on the card. I thought the Everest was a crack against yes, again and and nature strip, uh, proving his, uh, as the best sprinter in Australia. So it'd be probably Melbourne Cup first, ever a second. Um, and in terms of the horse to watch, um, oh look, I guess looking ahead maybe to this weekend, Cool and Gadd is probably the one that um, sort of comes to mind. Uh, first and foremost, dominant winner in the spring on Dabu, Um up in Queensland now for a bit of a raid at the Magic Millions, but um, very promising horse. It should be getting the job done this weekend and um, plenty of wins in store. Um, later this season. Joel? Um, I'll,
2: I'll say the, the Cox Plate because leading into it, I, I probably, you know, haven't really felt... it um, was probably a rare Cox Plate where you sort of didn't really... I, know, I didn't really feel very excited leading into it. Um, usually, you sort of are really anticipating it, but um, yeah, I thought it fell a little bit flat, and then the... Well, post-race, obviously. Um just uh, the theatre around the protest. Uh, it could have gone either way. It was just 50-50, I think, if you ask sort of, you know, most people, you, you're going to get a, um, a real range of yeses or nos um, and, yeah, ultimately dismissed and uh, another Cox Plate goes overseas. So probably the Cox Plate just because they're a bit of that post-race theatre and horse to follow... Uh, look, he's he's well found now because he's got the job done at group one level already. But uh, Profondo, I think, has um, the, the world at his feet. That horse, he's a serious talent. He, the penny still hasn't dropped by any means with him. And uh, I'd love to see them. I'm sure they will if he can pick off a, a Rose Hill Guineas or something like that. I, I think they'd love to go on to a Queen Elizabeth and, and take on older horses. Long way to go before they get there. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Profondo.
0: Uh, well, unfortunately, Joel, as Nick mine, I was going to say, Profondo as well, uh, yeah, just uh, totally untapped uh, with the three starts and uh, could be anything. one really to watch him. 2022 and uh, at a less exalted level, I'll be interested to see if Turk Warrior can keep winning over this uh, summer carnival. In Tasmania, a few more, uh, few more battles with Alpine Wolf, no doubt to come, and I'll be interested to see if Turk Warrior or either of them, in fact, can uh measure up on the mainland. In fact, there's so many uh, Tassie horses have in recent years and uh, hopefully grab, grab that elusive Group 1 that uh, Mystic Journey and Still a Star couldn't quite get to. Uh, and my I'm with Daniel. Uh, Melbourne Cup was my favourite race of 2021, followed by the Everest. Well, 2021 is not yet over. And Winning Post is uh, covering your Christmas weekend. We've got form for Christmas Eve Boxing Day and the holiday Monday as well, Uh, Boxing Day. Obviously the highlights, and we'll start at Caulfield where there are a couple of stakes races on the card as uh, always at Caulfield on Boxing Day. Um, And they are, we start in race seven, and that is the Ned's Lord Stakes, 1,700 metre handicap at listed level. Joel, what did you like here?
2: You know, well, I've gone for uh, seven, winning partner. Um, Linda Beach takes the ride. He's a pretty consistent galloper, this bloke. He won the Balaclava Cup, beating second slip. Good form. I like the form lines around Mr. Brightside, Wicklow Town. And uh, just I, I like I like how he sort of sets up for this race because he had that little bit of and dropped back to 1,400 at Packardham in the Bobus Gold Bullion and ran very well behind the class. He looks like Elvis, so he... Look, well, he, he doesn't usually sit on pace, but I, I think with Linda Meach booked, I would say that they'll be a little bit more positive from a good uh, from a good draw. I think uh, he'll get a lovely run and get every chance. Seven or eight dollars um, from a couple of mares: Nine Bonvicini and Six Star L. Uh, they both ran very well in the Eclipse uh, to fill the minor placings, so I think they're certainly big hopes. And Two High Stranger, um, which I know you like a little bit, bucks so eighteen dollars. I think over the odds, he's a pretty consistent performer. I think he's a must for your exotics, but the uh, seven on top from nine, six, and two.
1: Didn't love this race as a, as a, as a sort of a betting prospect. Um, I've gone with the nine on top though, Bon vecchini one of the favourites. She's um, look, having a consistent preparation without winning. Um, didn't have much luck in, luck in the Eclipse last start behind uh, an informed Regala Di Cantano. Uh, at, <coughs> down to 54 kilos again, um... You know, she, she's up to winning a race like this. Um, but she's my top pick in a race of little confidence, I must admit. Got agreeable in next for seconds. Um, she was, I thought, really good at, at this track last start, the Southern Stakes. Uh, hit the line nicely there after settling last. <coughs> um, so getting fitter now and another 54 kilos will be flying home, you'd think. In for third. I uh, have the one, Socy Bond. Um, this your class of the field. Brings his bestie. You won't be far away. And in for four fourth, six, Starl. My number's nine at 12, one, six.
0: Uh Yeah, as Joel mentioned, uh, I'm keen on high Stranger. Uh, hasn't done anything wrong. Couldn't believe the price. So uh, actually made in my best on the cars. So obviously that's going to have to be best each way to beat uh, Starl, Old Sosie, Bond and Good and Proper. So that is two, uh, eight. Sorry, two, six, one, and eleven. For me, in real estate Christmas stakes, it is an eleven hundred metre handicap. Joel? I'm
2: with the shorty, Marabi. She's a dollar fifty, so no spoil, but uh, yeah, she does look one out of the box. She just absolutely blitzed her rivals first up at Ballarat. With the sixty and a half, she drops down to fifty-four. It's by far her toughest test. Uh, But uh, couldn't tip against her. I think the stable made a way game. Even though she's drawn wide, you can sort of Ignore wide barriers at these distances at Caulfield. She's performed at a much higher level than her stable mate. And if she gets any of the breaks, she won't be a pushover. Uh, In for third, I've got 13 Rainbeal. Forgive the run down the straight last time out. She was very good at Geelong prior to that. And then Curran, who's been okay his recent runs. Probably hasn't quite gone on with it since his fresh win. But he's certainly worth keeping safe for your multiples again. 17 on top from 1, 13
1: and 12. It is a good race, and I think a, a bit of depth to it. But um, yeah, really hard to go past the mare Marabi. Um, all four wins have been dominant, leading from the front, and uh, just an arrogant win last time with sixty and a half kilos on her back. Back to fifty four kilos now, obviously up in grade, but um, it looks very promising. And although it might not be a betting proposition at the price, she's um, she's the on, clear on top selection for me. In for second, I got Parsifal. Um, very consistent gelding, ready to peak here. Fourth up, um, like the way he finished off. Flemington back to 1,000 last start. Away game, classy mare resuming. Tricky draw, but um, with a bit of luck, she can't be left out. In for fourth. We've got the uh, 13, Beal. My number's 17 on top of... Sorry, 17 on top of 4, 1 and 13.
0: Mirabi for me too to beat Outlaws, Revenge, Curran and Parsifal. That's 17, 10, 12 and four. As I mentioned, my best at Caulfield on Saturday is race seven, number two, High Stranger, but you can certainly go each way. In fact, you can go one by three units at the price uh, that he is at. And my value bet is in the benchmark 78. That is the last race, fairly popular race for value bets. Let's drop the mic, uh, number 15, who – there might be a bit of uh, small stables overs about this one going quite well without uh, without all the favours in the world. Joel, what about your specials uh, at the Heath on Sunday?
2: Yeah, well, winning partners, my value bet, and the Lord Stakes. That's race seven, number seven. My best is race five, number 14, Secret Glamour. Backing up with Hirsch, made her my best at Flemington a couple of weeks ago. Probably should have won at the double figure odds just had to get over heels. And then once she didn't get, did get into the clear, she really surged and just missed. Uh, this is, um, uh, well, I guess a little bit tougher taking on the older mares, but uh, she's going well. And I think she's ready to get the 1600. And obviously
1: she's a lot more well-found in the market, but I think she'll be very hard to beat. Um, pretty keen on a couple of uh, uh, sort of <clears throat> definitely each way odds. The best comes up in race nine. I'm surprised. Do you reckon has come up fifteen to one? Um, thought he's a, he was much thought he'd start much shorter, or come up much shorter than that. Um, he's been running in some pretty good races of late. He hasn't won this preparation, but he's been thereabouts. Wasn't far off Lighthouse, two starts in a row. Ballarat two back, in the Flemington last start. Um, back in grade for this, gets a good claim. Speed map suggests that he'll be able to find the lead um, here. It Does draw barrier ten. Might have to do a little bit of work, but not a whole heap of speed drawn inside him. Uh, if you can find the front, I think it'll, it'll take some running down, uh, dropping in grades. So do you reckon the best of the day. The value comes up in race number three. Um, and that is the, <coughs> sorry, the 12 Wanneroo um, in a what is an open race. Again, pretty talented filly. I got a bit of time for. She didn't do much at Warrnambool last start. She sort of was a bit of, Market. She was a warm favourite, tripped at a four forty and and um tied quite early. So sorta of, uh, the market was sort of right with her there, but the win prior was excellent. Um, she stakes placed already at a thousand metres, third to Tycoon Hummer earlier in the year. Um, drawn ideally in barrier two. She'll roll forward. Um, I think with a big chance at each way odds, Wanneroo, race three, number twelve. Randwick is the venue
0: for Boxing Day racing in Sydney. And as usual, the feature is the Summer Cup. It's race seven, Schweppes Summer Cup 2000 meter Group 3 quality job.
2: Yeah, interesting race because a couple of the key hopes, um, certainly form-wise, would prefer to be racing on a wet track. And I don't think that's going to be the case. You never quite know um, with the weather, but uh, seemingly we're going to be on a good surface. So, that plays against Polly Gray, who's got 59, and Stockman, 57 and a half. Um, Order again is a really good wet tracker. So it's sort of interesting. I'm going to go for one at, at huge odds here, number 10, Terry Sound. Just expecting big improvement from him. He placed in four listed races around this distance range last prep. Now because of those placings and the fact that he wasn't able to, to win one, He stays down in the weights here. He's carried 59, 58 and a half in his two lead-up runs. Stayed at the mile, second up, and was well held. I thought he showed enough first up. So you've just got to take him, I guess, a little bit on trust that he's anywhere near his best form. But I think third up, down to 53, to the right distance and on a dry track. But 40 to 1, I think there's you know much worse gambles throughout the day. So very happy to play him each way from three Stockman who... Is flying. It was a very good run in the festival. Again, very good in the villiers on a drying track. He just eased in the market just when that, uh, you know, the track began to dry up and it just played against him, but he ran really well. So even on a dry track, he's a strong chance. Seven Creoderus, well, he's just a hard to back, isn't he? Because he just gets so far back and storms at the line. You'd think he's going to eat up 2000. You never really know with some of those get back run on, you know, 1400, 1600 meter types. But if the 2000 is what he's looking for, he would be hard to hold out. And interesting runner, the former Hong Kong galloper, Ho-Ho Khan, who was very good on the heavy 10. He wouldn't have seen anything like that in his days in Hong Kong uh, when he kicked off in the Wodonga Cup for Mitch Friedman. Uh, a bit of shrewd placement here, stepping up uh, taking, stepping up in distance and taking him to Sydney uh, for a dry track. Uh, he's already been nibbled a little bit at big odds, so be keeping him safe. Um, obviously, if we get some rain, Polly Gray would just come right into calculations. But 10 on top from 3, 7 and 6.
1: But the 7 on top... Kriodaris, um, as Joel mentioned, is a hard horse to to back due to the racing style, but uh, very good in a in a tough race last start. The Villiers uh, obviously a smaller field this time around, and just a question mark up to two thousand meters, but gives the impression he'll he'll run it out. Um, I think back into a sort of back in grade and uh, can handle that trip. I think he will be hard to beat the seven Criaderis, in for second. I got the two two you win. Uh, didn't beat much. Doombin' last start was considerably up in grade for this, but uh, it was a good win, rising to 2,000 metres. got a very good record over the trip, um, generally holds form when he finds it. So uh, I'm drawn to get every chance in the runs. So second pick, the two. In for third, I have the one, Polly Gray, and the four, Stockman, both of the, uh, and the three, Stockman, both of which um, their chances uh, <clears throat> certainly enhance if the, if the rain comes. But seven on top of two, one and three.
0: All righty. Well, Joel, uh, you are on a hat-trick for your uh, front-page selections, which have been in Sydney the last two weeks, uh, front page of Winning Post Brutality, in the Villiers and then tycoonist last week and on the front of Winning Post this week. You have put Kerwin's lane at your best on the program, race three, number four.
2: Yeah, pretty keen on him. Um, I think he's around 3.10, 3.20. I wouldn't be stepping in yet because wheelhouse... Hasn't been scratched as yet. He's $5, but he's also in at Doomben, So I'm not sure where they're going with him. So I'd wait uh, just to see if you're wanting to get on early. Um, but Kerwin's Lane, he was very good in the Golden Cup. Uh, without luck, got a bad check mid-straight and then finished off well just on the uh, heels of the place getters. And look, he's a horse. He has one on, on wet tracks, but he's much better on top of the ground. And they dodged the, I think it was the Festival, um, on the heavy ground. And then he went six weeks into the Villiers' The drawing track helped, but he just uh, he sort of held his ground. He was buried back on the fence and, and didn't quite quicken, but I, I think he was okay. Now third up, dry ground, 1,600. He is up in the weights, but he gets a, a kilo and a half off, so 58. I think he's he's reasonably well treated. I think he's a, you know, even though his form says 6th, ninth, I think he's a standout on the day. And in terms of value bet, I've gone for one at uh, around about eleven or twelve dollars. Uh, race eight, number nine, super effort. Stable going quite well. Uh, the Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexiou camp. Uh, this one resumes off a pretty good trial, just the one trial, uh, but finished second and was closing hard on the winner. He won first up last prep, and then finished in the Quinella at his next three before pulling up lame in his last run before the spell. So he had a pretty a pretty good campaign. This is probably a little bit tougher than what he was racing against there, but he's still untapped. He only had the 13 starts, seven top two finishes, and I don't think there's too many winning chances here. The biggest threat is Tamerlane. He's going to get back from the outside gate and come with one strong
1: run. Super effort. Hopefully can pinch a little bit of a break and hold on. My best comes up in the last uh, race, 10. The benchmark 72, pretty handy. Benchmark 72. Look, some promising types in the field. and One of those is... Uh, a Kiwi filly having a first start for Chris Waller um, called And We Danced. She was <coughs> tackled the Group 1,000 um, guineas in New Zealand last start and ran well at a bit of a price there. Um, has trolled well in Sydney since arriving here for Waller and I think looks quite promising, um, this filly. So I'm going to so – she's a very backable price, around $7 um, in that field. So she's my best. What is a tough day, I think, at Randwick. So, race 10, 14, the best bet. The value comes up in race number five. uh, The 13, always on show. She hasn't really made winning much of an habit in her career. She only had the two wins from 16 starts. But thereabouts, more often than not, um, beats Hamelaide Doomban last preparation. That's pretty handy form. Um, She meets... Niffler better at the weights um, this time around. She was fourth to Niffler last start. Quite promising mare from the Wallace stable, um, and just gets a little bit turn around in the weights there. I think might be enough to um, hopefully overturn that result. And she's a good each way, good each way um, play for mine. Always on show. Race five, number thirteen.
0: Alrighty, Doomben the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday, and there's some good races there. Uh, Perhaps the highlight race six magic minions BJ McLaughlin stakes 1200 meters set weights for two year olds at group three level worth 250,000. And as Dan mentioned earlier, sees the return of the Jim crack stakes winner, Cool and Gatter. And uh, she's going to be short,
1: Daniel, but uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Sure will be. Really looking forward to her return. Um, the, the gym. Jim Crack win in the spring was, um, was outstanding. Obviously, there was a big rap on her going into that race, and she justified that rap in a big way. Sat wide throughout, powered away from them, and um, won very impressively. Put away since then. A recent trial um, was very good, and uh, looks to have race, this race at her mercy, cool and gutted. I think she'll be very hard to beat. But that said, I think there's a couple of nice horses here, certainly a bit of depth behind her. Bright blue, star, bright blue sky, the, the Kiwi filly, uh, won a listed race on debut. Did it quite easily there. And the Sydney trial recently I thought was very impressive. Sort of sat back in the field and really um, lengthened stride beautifully in the straight and was strong as anything on the line. It was a nice bit of work. Um, she's the clear second pick for me. Palazzo Spirit, one of the locals. Uh, two for two, hard to knock. Hasn't been, um I guess, winning... Um, winning by any big margin I guess but he's getting he's doing what he needs to do both wins he's led from the front and dictated um, he'll do that again here and and certainly be the one they have to catch in for fourth Swiss exile was very good by and Palazzo spirit last start um, very green there so th- you think uh, with that race experience under the belt um, certainly help him yeah second up my numbers 9 10 1 and 6
0: race 7 at Doombin on saturday tab burn replaced Sixteen hundred meter listed events, set weights and penalties.
1: Pretty keen on one here, Wheelhouse. My best of the day. Uh, Joel did not mention before. Still down the run in Sydney, um, but um, giving him, I think he'll be really hard to beat if he <clears throat> if connections elect to come to Doombin and tackle this race. He's taking on some horses that are probably more well credentialed than he is. He's only had the one win from twelve starts, but he's taking on. He's been taking on uh, very good races in in his career and. I think his this preparation, whilst not winning, has been quite good. Um, was sharply up in trip. Um, two starts back in a listed race at Hawkesbury, and conditions just sort of gave way there late. Just missed there, a bit of a gap to third. And then last start at Kembley Grange, with big weight, caught wide, um, just sort of peaked on his run there after after, <clears throat> after a bit of a tough run in transit. Back to 56 kilos, a good draw in barrier four, and, and Tommy Berry goes back on. Um, I think ticks a lot of boxes wheelhouse, and if he hears... Yes, so eight on top. Ballistic Boy next to the two. Thoughts were solid, fresh, and got to be far better suited, up to 1,600 metres, second up. The Horovian in for third, I thought was another. Sort of looked in need of the run first up against some horses who had a little bit of race fitness on their side. Um, classy gelding, we know that, and very good second up form. So he's a big chance. Nick and Nova, perhaps next best. 8-2-4-1. And last of the black type
0: races at Doomben on Sunday, is race eight magic millions fell the long quality handicap
1: uh 1200 meters and uh
0: and suggested quality handicap listed
1: yeah zoo style zoo style on top uh he's won his two starts quite well this preparation off a long break um both of those he's sort of been able to dictate and and i guess get it i guess get his way in front and, and it's pretty hard to run down and um, unless something sort of takes him on here, which they might well do. I think he does lead this quite easily. There's not a master Jamie will, will cross, but he's drawn wider. Um, I think Zusol will hold him out and, and lead this and, um, we'll, we'll take beating. I think he's obviously come back in terrific order of a long spell and, um, he's hard to knock, so uh, sorry, hard to drop off. So two on top for, for me, one by Rosser and next brings a bit of class from, um, interstate, um, Good trial in Sydney on his way up north, up on his way to north to Queensland. Rahiran in next, that was very good at Caulfield two starts ago. Good form for this. Um, and Desert Lord really liked his recent trial. Um, generally comes to hand quickly. 2-1, 5-8 for me. Your specials at Doomban on Saturday, Dan? Yep, best comes up uh, race 7, race 7-8 seven, wheelhouse. The value... Comes up in race five, Mystic Aroma, this filly's name, is taking on the older horses here, but she's won both her starts impressively, this preparation against the older horses. Um, As a two-year-old, she was taking on some pretty good uh, races. um, As a two-year-old filly, she just got a long way back in those races. Wide draw is probably attributed to that, um, but she was running on strongly at the end of all three of those starts and wasn't finishing far off the likes of Miss Hipstar and and some other handy types. Uh, as a two-year-old, she's come back this order, this preparation in good order. Uh, with Two wins from two starts and just positive rides have seemed to do the trick with her. Um, drawn three will likely go forward again and, and I think over the odds of 15 to one. So that's the value. Race five, 16, Mystic Aroma. Joel, any thoughts on Durbin?
2: Um, Yeah, I've had a couple of small bets already on the program, just on a couple of uh, big odds. Um, race one, number eight, Billy's Bro. He's a first starter that... Obviously eligible for a maiden, but um, he's well-related. And I liked his recent trial. I think the 8 or $9 for a place is not a bad bet for him. Uh, race five, haven't backed Garoppolo yet, but he'd be my best for the day. I think if he can just use the gate, he'll be very hard to beat. He was very good first up. Number eight, Bundy and Coke at $126, I think is crazy odds because he's got a bit of talent, that bloke. And in a class three, he's pretty well-placed. I think he's um, a really good ruffy to have a couple of dollars on and race seven number 10 charmy baby i really like this mare she's just a, been a great horse to follow and she's she beat nick and over the other day i fought on you know both on their merits and now she was 21 now she's 26 and nick and Over's the favorite i can't work the odds out i know it's heavy perhaps back to a dry track but she's got just as good a dry form i think she's a mare in the zone and yeah i think she's going to be running pretty
0: well again on saturday dan and for your best you're
1: going with the informed stable of will Clarken. that's right angel like in race number five race five eight uh, very good return at morfeville hit the line hard there after settling midfield looks a like talented philly quite a bit of upside um yeah, i think our upside will take her a long way in this a few of these resuming um just looks a Quite a promising filly and can win better races than this in time. She's my best. Race five, number eight. The value comes up in the very next race, going with the consistent Rubik Mare jive baby. Um, look, last couple start, sorry, last start, especially, she got a long way back at Balaclava and um, the pattern of the day, nothing was really making ground all day. She was able to sort of run home quite well to miss, just miss the placings. Um, it was a better run than it looks on paper. Um, from the kind of draw here, Barrier Two, plummets to fifty-four kilos. Um, um, I think she could sort of be running on and sort of making her presence felt. Late Jive Baby, I think worth well worth an each-way ticket. Race six, number nine.
0: All right. No thoughts on Morfinville John. Uh,
2: just in the last race, Barks. Uh, race nine, number two, Imperial Hilton. A uh, bit of a fan of this horse. Not sure what happened at. Uh, the Ballarat there on Cup Day, got back and never really got into the race. Now, Moravi made that race a one-act affair, so I'm just prepared to overlook it. Um, he's a better horse than that. He's been to Adelaide and won before, and I think he's uh, come
0: up over the odds. So I expect him to bounce right back. NWA on Sunday We're supposed to be at Pinjarra, but uh, too hot. That meeting has been postponed to Wednesday, and given the technical difficulties we are having in recording this uh, podcast today... That is probably just as well. Joel, we'll head straight across the Tasman earlier in the day. They are racing at Ellerslie and Awapuni, and there's some Group 1 action on at Ellerslie.
2: Indeed, there is. Um, good days of race, A good day of racing at Ellerslie on Boxing Day. You've got the Zabil Classic Group 1, um, Group 2 race for the Phillies and a couple of other stakes races. As a lead-in sprint race to the railway and a good two-year-old race uh, lead into uh, perhaps the Carracka Million, so it's a it's a pretty good meeting. Uh, look, my best is in uh, race three. Uh, it's called Maria Farina, number eight. She's a talented mare. She won second up. Her next couple, she's missed a place, but she really hasn't had much go. Right, she was held up for sort of the last two hundred metres last time out, and she should have definitely finished in the in the top three. It was a pretty decent race. She's won at Ellerslie before. A little bit of depth to the field, but I think if she gets even luck, she can bounce back to the winner's stall. Uh, She's going to be just sweating on a bit of luck. She settles, you know, sort of midfield just off them. In terms of my value bet, it's race seven, number 12, Campionessa, a daughter of contributor. She's had two good runs back from a spell. She's gotten back, found some trouble, but hit the line really well both times to finish third. She's drawn wide. She's getting settled back half. Looks decent speed on. And the big Ellerslie track should suit her. So I think if she gets a little bit of luck, she can go a couple better and be very hard to beat. The best of our pony is race seven, number six, Sapporo. Uh, he was my best last week when he was on a, a week backup, but they elected to scratch, give him an extra week. His last start, he sort of just lost tack of the field and then ended up hitting the line pretty well late when the race was all over. They have put a tongue tie on him, maybe a couple of issues there and the step up in distance should really help. And in terms of the value bet, it's in the last race, nine, Number three, Carlingford Bay who I'm sorry number two Carlingford Bay, who was coming back in distance last start. He was supposed to run at Trentham uh, three weeks ago and they called the meeting off. That was supposed to be 1400. In the end he came back from 16 to 12. It just proved a bit too much of a distance drop. He did hit the line quite well. Now he gets to 1550 and I think he's worth uh, thought on an each way basis.
0: All righty, that wraps up a big Boxing Day of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best twenty-dollar bet of the Christmas weekend: Lazy Lobsters. Uh, smart Meteor the week before. The Bopper last week ensures uh, a small profit overall. Joel, you and I are uh, letting the side down slightly there. Um, this week, well, it's, uh, I do think it's a fairly tough one. It's a fairly tough card at... Uh, At Caulfield on Sunday, but I am going there. I'm going to go to race five, number 14, Secret Glamour. What about you?
2: Yeah, I just keep going the wrong way. I've had a few winners the last couple of weeks, but can't get this $20 bet up. Um, uh, Hopefully, we'll be third time lucky, and we'll go with our front page pick, uh, Kerwin's Lane. I think he'll be winning at Randwick, so we'll make him the 20, uh, the Lazy Lobster. Race three, number four.
0: All right.
1: Daniel, you're uh, you're going for the hat trick. What are you having? Yeah, let's hope for three in a row. I'm going to go to Adelaide for my best. Barks, I think like the look of Angel Like. It's a pretty promising filly. And thinking she'll be too good for her rivals there. Race five, number eight, uh, Angel Like, my 20.
0: Alrighty, that wraps up the podcast for the Christmas weekend. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. As we speak to you, it is online via winningpost.com.au with all the form. Well, we've got Wagga. There's actually only two meetings on on Christmas Eve. Wagga, we've got full form for. We've got Fields for Ipswich. Uh, All your Boxing Day action and we've got four full form guides for your holiday Monday plus uh, plenty of great holiday reading As always, uh, so do make sure you grab that. That'll be in the shops Friday morning uh, if you would rather get your hands on a hard copy. Um, So have a great uh, Christmas, everybody. Uh, Back plenty of winners on Boxing Day. Thanks for your support through 2021 and uh, all the best of luck in 2022. Uh, I'll be gone for three weeks, but uh, Dan and Joel will continue to uh, take you right through. We won't be taking a break, so we'll be back on uh, the podcast. will be back on next Thursday. Merry Christmas, everybody!